Welcome back to the D3 Golf Guys podcast. All right, podcast listeners, I've got a great one for you tonight. We have an interview with Alex Price from Christopher Newport University, who dazzled us all with his trip into the quarterfinals of the U.S. Amateur earlier this summer. We go through the experience that Alex had, including some of the matches and how that experience was for him. So we hope you really enjoy it, and we're excited to bring it to you. Without further delay, let's get into our interview with Alex. Okay, joining me tonight is one of the Division Three golfers that lit Division Three golf on fire this summer. He is from Christopher Newport University, and he is Alex Price. Alex, welcome to the D3 Golf Guys podcast. Yeah, thank you for having me. So as many of you are well aware that Mr. Alex here uh, not only qualified for the U.S. Amateur, but he made it to the quarterfinals in 17 holes in that quarterfinal match? Yeah, 17. Uh, so... Absolutely outstanding job. But Alex, before we kind of get to that, uh, tell us a little bit about you. We've followed you for a while. You've been uh, a, a staple a staple of the Christopher Newport team. But So you're going into your senior year, correct? Yeah, senior year. Um, switched majors, so I'm going to have to stay fifth year. So still feels like yeah. I'm a junior year, especially with the, the COVID year being missed. So. Yeah, that's, you know, that we all understand that now. I, oh, or I, yeah. I should say I'm not really understanding much of that right now. I'm still trying to figure out who's a junior and who's a senior, but, but we're good with that. Um, and last year you were, were you at, Na- you were at nationals last year, right? No. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I've been yes. at Natty's the last two years. So, right. Um, so, all right. So you're going into the summer and, and, you know, walk us through, you know, how, you decide that you're going to try to qualify for the AM and, and walk us through the whole process. Well, the process, um, <laughs> it was kind of a rough one to start in terms of the, entering the summer. I was playing pretty poorly at the beginning of the summer and I kind of, I started finding my game a little bit. And then um, I started playing, at least hitting the ball decent. And I've been putting pretty good this summer. Uh, but I started finally hitting the ball pretty solid heading into the qualifier. Um, I had a couple solid tournaments beforehand, so my my confidence was up. And the qualifier is at my home course here at school. So, I mean, I was joking around. There's probably only about three guys in the world who know that course better than – or, yeah, three guys who know that course better than I do. So that's a, a big advantage. And it kind of felt like with the way my game was trending going in, it was kind of – yeah, it was kind of my time to finally make it. I've been close the last two years, but that's great. Okay, so you qualify right right there, you yeah. know, and so th- your next stop was where? Uh, what do you mean my next stop? Well, Just... so you qualified, right? So then, oh yeah, and then no, I had nothing until the the actual USM. It was just just right. a bunch of prep and just a bunch of making sure my my game was my game was as good as it could possibly be, you know, for right. USM, and then. Uh, and then went up to New Jersey to play. So, All right. So you show up in New Jersey and you're looking around going, uh, I watched a lot of these guys playing like the Walker cup and yeah. So the, the first guy I saw was when you ding, who I played in the round of 64, I walked up to him on the putting green and, you know, just, just gave him a little congrats. Cause you just won the U S junior, like two weeks beforehand. So that <laughs> yeah. was kind of like my first intro. And then I saw, um, I just saw a bunch of guys. I saw Austin Greaser, you know, walk out of the walk out of the golf shop there, and he was talking to uh, who I believe was the head pro, and it was just kind of kind of cool seeing all these guys I've seen on TV 
uh, just seeing them there and knowing that I get to tee it up against them. It was you know, just that in itself. It's really cool. So yeah. And and who, did you have your dad on your bag? My dad. Yeah. Oh man, that's awesome. It was. So okay, so then you get the stroke play, right? Mm-hmm. So tell it, walk us through kind of stroke play and you know how you're feeling and all that kind of stuff. Yes, you know, I think I hit the second golf shot of the tournament. I was off at the 7 a.m. off Arcola, which was the, the other stroke play course. Yeah. And I think I hit my first tee shot like a hundred yards right. I mean, it was it was into the fescue, like like up against the only tree on the hole. And I had to hit my second shot from the fescue over the cart barn and then over a tree. And I hit it to like 25 feet and made par. And I, I kind of like set the tone for the tournament in terms of the fact that I couldn't get the ball off the tee, even in stroke play. But once I did, I was as good as anybody else at that tournament. Um, I mean, so that's kind of the way it was. You know, when I when I found fairways, I, I'd give myself looks. And um, But yeah, going back to the stroke play, you know, I parred one, I parred two, safe par on three, and then birdied uh, four and five. And my my dad took a screenshot of it because I was, I was leading individually at that point. Nice. Um, <laughs> uh, Little did he know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's not the coolest thing I would have done. I mean, but, um, yeah, but, you know, stroke play, it was just kind of, it was just really just about making match play. I mean, that, right. that was my goal. It was, I just knew just, just put myself in position to make match play after day one and then go do it on day two. And I, I, I just, I did what I needed to do. And, you know, day two, I played a fantastic first 15 holes. I think I had, if you just, if it was a 15 hole tournament, I would have had the round of the day on the second day, the, yeah. the round of the week at Richwood and then made a couple of mistakes coming in, but I did what I needed to do. And I accomplished my goal just for the week. If I make a match play, that's all I wanted yeah. to do heading in. That's all I expected of myself was to make match play and then just see what happened. So, so, so you're, you know, you're admittedly kind of spraying a little bit off the tee and, mm-hmm. but, but, you know, do you feel like, you know, do you feel like your your experience in division three was kind of had you ready for some of that where it's not always pretty, you know, you got to kind of be able to be a little bit grimy and a little bit greasy to just go, I got to go, go make par. Doesn't really matter. You know what I mean? It's not about, it's not about birdies. And sometimes it's like, Hey, I know I just need to know how to make par here. Yeah. And that's kind of the story of the week at that course is just, just making par. Um, and that, that's what I love about courses like that. It's just, it's just a grind. It's just to make par. And exactly. I don't, I don't love like the birdie fest. Like, like it doesn't, I don't know. I've never felt like I played super well when, you know, 15 unders winning tournaments. Right. Um, which is kind of funny because my, my only college win, I, I went double digits. So I, <laughs> I don't do that too often, but I, I normally just hang right around par. Don't really go super deep. I don't, Right. blow up really ever well we definitely um, we, and when we come to the division three guys you know it, it's one thing to have a birdie fest at the division three level sometimes those d1 guys take that uh to a completely different level so sometimes it uh, a harder golf course tends to even the field out because those guys tend to not understand how to make five pars in a row from time to time yeah um but you know all those guys they're, they're just so good at grinding it out um but yeah i mean i'm I wouldn't say I'm like bad at birdie fest. It's just not my thing. It's not, it's not what I enjoy the most. I, I, I love challenges on the golf look, course. Look, it's so. statistically one of those things where it it's just right, a, yeah. at at the other level. You're gonna if it's a birdie fest, they're gonna 
probably go a little bit deeper. That's fine. It's just the differences mm-hmm. in in the divisions and some of that stuff. But what I like is golf is the ultimate uh, even it up game where you're going to pretty much be able to even it up at some point in time. And um, that's what I like about it. But so, so you make match play and you're like, all right, man, successful week. All right. You know, so you get to the round of 64 and lo and behold, who's standing in front of you. Yeah. When you ding, you as junior yeah. champ. Then <laughs> um, I was so excited to play that match, not just because of like, like the moment, but I was excited just to play him. Like, I know I'm good enough to like play against all these guys and like, but like, I know that. And like, yeah, my team, my family knows that, but no one else does. You know, everybody's <laughs> expecting when you ding to come out and, and, you know, smoke me six and five. Cause you know, ranked like 1200th in the world going in, like no one's really ever heard of me. And then I'm playing a guy like that 17th in the world. Like I just had such a fire. I, I just wanted to go out and just, just, you know, prove to everyone, but more just prove to myself that I could beat him. And I was, I was ready for that match. So. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's, it's one of those things too, where I think, you know, when, when, from, from those of us that are golf coaches who, who see people like that, you know, it's, it's one of those things where I'll, I'll take the senior. Yeah. I just, it's going to get down to it. I'll, I usually will side with the guy who's kind of been there, but it was 23 holes, right? I mean, you guys went the, the longest of any of those, right? Yeah. And like longest and like, six years or four years or I can't remember exactly how long, but yeah, we were all just excited that they were talking about division three guy doing something in the, in the, in the <laughs> match play. Little, little did we know what was coming up. So, so you close it out in 23 holes, right. Mm-hmm. Which is awesome. And you got to be like flying high at that point. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and like, and you had a bunch of your boys and stuff up there too. I, I was getting whoever like is your roommate or one of your good buddies was, was commentating and live on Instagram, by the way, uh, I know multiple people, including my wife who really enjoyed his commentary. So I don't know if he's a communications major, but we might need to get him on the podcast as a guest host or something because he did an outstanding job, but, uh, but you had a whole big crew up there, right? So your dad was on your bag, but tell mm-hmm. tell everybody who else was there for kind of the match play. Uh, so my mom was there. Um, my mom and my, my middle brother, my oldest brother was going to come, but had work training and actually couldn't make it. But yeah, so, uh, Rob, my roommate, he, he was the guy doing the Instagram live and, um, he had everybody watching and, um, my assistant coach, John Howard, he, he came up uh, for the first day with, uh, with Rob. And then, um, for the second day uh, and third day, my, um, my, my coach came up. Uh, Jamie Coleman, my head coach, came up with his wife and my buddy and old teammate who lives in Massachusetts. Uh, he made the drive down from Pittsfield to come to come watch me. And then my other buddy and old teammate who lives in New York City, uh, he came out to watch me. Okay. Uh, and it was just super fun having him out there. And you yeah. know, they were just cheering me on. And I'd, I'd make a putt or hit a good shot. And, you know, you'd, you'd hear him going crazy. Yeah, I definitely, against um, Crystal Lamprecht in the, in the second round, I made like a like a seven foot birdie putt on 17 to go one up. And like, they were like 50 yards in the green and you could just hear him going nuts. And it was, it's just fun playing in that. And, you know, it, it just, it really just makes you want to do it more and more. Yeah. Well, and, and that's what I was going to ask. Did you feel like there was more pressure because you all of a sudden had people there or, or less? No, it, it was just normal pressure. It's just, you know, and I've told some people this, that like, I really thought that like, having all the people because in, in the last match there were upwards of five six hundred people watching watching my group and i really thought like that was gonna like get to me 
like I was gonna be super nervous because of that. I was gonna be super nervous, you know, with all the all the TV cameras and the TV crew and stuff like that following me. And you just block it out. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's so easy. You're so focused on the match, but all the nerves I felt the entire week were just because, you know, I was playing great golfers and the biggest amateur tournament in the world, and you know, just it's just pressure trying to win these matches. And you know, that's the only nerves I felt all week. Yeah. So, okay, so you, you win the first match against the, the reigning U.S. junior champ. At what point did TV or reporters or somebody come find you to start figuring out who the heck you were? <laughs> so Colt Nost interviewed me right after, like like just like greenside on five there. Um, and then I got, you know, we just got to shuttle back in because we're at one of the farthest points from the clubhouse. And um i get there and i'm about to go just like sit down with my family and my buddies who would come up and just you know have a glass of water and just talk about the round and then i had a couple like i think golf week guys and then usda guys come up and like interview me for like 15 minutes just because like oh d3 guys just beat the number 17 ranked player in the world u.s junior champ like like this is a story and then that's right so pretty much immediately as soon as i got back to the clubhouse well that's good that's good. So, so okay, so, so, you, so you win the big match, you go a long way. Okay, now you're going into round two. Now the, the, it's starting to step up, right? Or you're round to 32, and, and now you're, you're looking across the way at Christo Lamprecht. So it hasn't gotten any easier, right? No, not really. So kind of, and that one went down to the wire too, right? You won one up in that match, right? Yeah, one on 18. So, so like, okay, so you're on – you're on 16 and he you know he throws in a birdie on you right and then you go to 17 just walk me through 17 because that's par five big time hole so it was kind of funny so christo is the longest player i've ever seen i mean i've i've talked to him in terms of like golfers not like long drive guys christo has to be in the the top 20 in the world like on 10 for example it's 500 yard uphill par four um 315 to this bunker plays up like five to it so like my dad and i are using this as an aim point to give like the best angle into the green and it's playing 330 over it and he's just talking about the fact that he's gonna like he could like hit it as bad as he possibly could and still cover it i mean he he hit it 30 yards over this bunker like 365 uphill in the hit pitching wedge in his hole i went driver five i mean it's insane so we're stepping up on the 17 and it's a hole where it, it dog legs to the left and you've got to take it up the left side if he wants to go for it. And he, he just steps up and hammers a drive up the left side, like, like starts it over the out of bounds. And we're, we're all thinking it's perfect in the middle of the fairway. It turned out it was just in the left rough and in the practice round and in stroke play. And then against when Yi, like, I mean, I'm definitely not short, but I don't really think I have like the length to go for it unless I hit like a perfect drive up the left side. So I was just like, like dad, just like, let's just hit three wood. Just make sure I can just get it in play and have a wedge in. And I, I hit probably my best three wood, my best drive of the day and just hit it up the middle of the fairway. And then lo and behold, you know, he's in the rough and the five inch rough and I'm sitting 280 out with a chance to go for it. So it was, I was kind of lucky in that sense that like I was expecting to play as a three shotter. And I just happened to hit it perfect and was able to go for it in two. And now he's laying up and it was a pin where you really wanted to, you know, beat green side in two. And I was able to put a green side and he spun a wedge off the front and I got up and down for birdie and went one up. Yeah. So it was just kind of a, 
a wild range of emotions going from like crap, like, <laughs> like he's going to be hitting like five iron into this hole and I'm going to be laying up to, I yeah. had the advantage. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I mean, yeah. So like, we're all following you at this point, uh, by the way, the D three golf Twitter is, is, is blown <laughs> up real good after you win here. So, okay. So, so now you're going to the round of 16, right? It, t- just kind of tell me like, okay, so you win the match there. Walk me through sort of, what happens after you get done playing? Because most of us are starting to watch by now. Um, it was just about just getting food. I was, you know, you eat throughout the match, but like, I don't know. I didn't really like think about it. And I was pretty hungry after. And I just wanted to get some energy, get, get some energy, get some rest. And then just focus up for the next match. You know, it's about, I think it was about 50 minutes between matches. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I'm playing <laughs> Ricky Castillo, who's... <laughs> You know, Walker he's no slouch. Yeah, he's no slouch. <laughs> uh, and I, I, yeah, I was ready for just another, just another fun match. And yeah, you know, that's that's all this week was. I was just, I was trying to have fun. I mean, well, like, you were win, playing with house money, but, right? I mean, yeah. it was all house money at that point. Yeah, I mean, no one like I was the underdog in everybody's eyes. No one expected me to go out and beat three guys in the top forty. You know, back yeah. to back to back. So. By the way, Alex is wearing his U.S. amateur hat, flexing on me while he's in the interview here. Just and nobody can see that, just me. But uh, just in case anybody was wondering, he, he he did pick up some swag while he was there. All right. Well, so at least at least we know this: thirty six holes in a day. Heck, you probably had much better food than the random box lunch we usually do in Division Three, right? <laughs> the best food I've ever had at a tournament, especially the breakfast. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure I'm I'm sure that uh, the experience on the course of water and food and everything else that you're looking for is probably uh, pretty top notch. I'm gonna guess. Oh my goodness, they had these on every single tee box. They they had this like sports drink called uh, Bio Steel. Man, I think I drank like ten of those around. It was just like like every other hole, I'd pick one up. Man, those things are awesome. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it was sweet. They had they had a bunch of food. I mean, I mean, they definitely make sure that. You know, it, it'd be uh, like it'd be an error on my end if I wasn't like properly energized, properly hydrated. I mean, like the, the I USBA appreciate you. I appreciate <laughs> repping D three going. Hold on, hold on. Pack some of this stuff in here, Dad. All right, or let's go. We gotta we gotta save some dollars. Christopher Newport, we can get five or six of these. They'll save Coach a couple bucks next year. Like, what the heck are we doing here, right? I, I think I still have like five things from beef jerky in my car from the USM. <laughs> See. I told you, that's, uh, this is the way we do things, man. <laughs> well, okay, so you, so then you head out with Ricky Ricky Castillo, and you win three and two, and you're going to the quarterfinals. So, like, yeah, it, I mean, it's a long day, but I mean, you had to be just pumping on some adrenaline, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. But no, I don't think being like nervous really like affects me that much. I think it just makes me like focus more, right? Like. I feel like if you can't play with nerves, then like you're never gonna you're never gonna be able to like really like play at a high level. But right, yeah, and then it's so, also I mean, about controlling. Just, okay, so we gotta talk about the back nine against Ricky. Oh yeah, because I, was I mean <laughs> it's it, it's 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 four birdies and five holes to start the back nine. That's that's getting it done, Alex. Oh yeah. You know, you step up on the 10. I talked about 10 earlier. It's 500 yards uphill. I hit driver six iron to about two feet and made birdie. And then you go to 11, which is like a 230. I think we were probably playing at like 220 that day. Yeah. Uh, Par three, I hit six iron to, again, like 15 feet and make birdie. And you know, I, was, I was 
telling my, my dad and my buddies after round, if you're going to make two back-to-back birdies at Ridgewood, those would be the last two holes you'd probably think of. I mean, those are, <laughs> those are tough holes. You know, he went, I think he went par par and, you know, went from yeah, all he went, he bogey 10. Oh, that's right. Yeah. He, uh, he had a penalty. He moved a loose impediment and it moved his ball. You're right. Yeah. So he, yeah, he bogey 10, part 11. And then, and then you birdie yeah. 13, the par five. Did you, what? Yeah. Birdie. Was that? Well, I was going to say, did you play that? Did you play that as a three shotter or did you get there? Uh, three shotter. Yeah. Just three shotter all week. Um, except for against, you know, Ben in the next round. That didn't work out too well. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I just played as a three shotter all week. Uh, I think I birdied it as a three shotter, like three out of the four or four out of the five times, or however much I played. Pay attention, it, so. freshman. <laughs> freshman, pay attention. The, 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 the D3 guy who whooped everybody in the U.S. amateur played the par fives as three shotters often. Listen to that. That's two stories in a row. Because what's it about? It's about making birdie. It's not about getting there in two. But yeah. Uh, but yeah. So, so I mean, that time you're three up, you, you birdie 14, you're four up. You got to be like, all right, I got it. Right. Like, yeah. Well, you know, you, you'd like to think that way, but I learned in the first two matches, it's hard to close these things out. You know, you, you, you hear it all the time. You're like, oh, you just got to make like one par, right? Like, like you just make one par and you close the match. It's, it's not all that easy. Right. You know, you step up onto stepped up onto 15. I'm hitting first. I remember I probably hit pitching wedge on 15 into like 12 feet, something like that. And then like Ricky just steps up and hits to like four. Yeah. I mean, and then I miss the putt. He makes his, and now we're going to 16. And it's like, man, like I'm going to have to make a birdie. He's about to, he's about to birdie out. Uh, you know, luckily we both kind of make mistakes off the tee on 16 and yeah. both scramble for pars and I was able to, to get yeah. it done there. But man, it's, it's no joke closing these out. You, you can never get too far ahead, you know, four holes left saying, yeah, I got this. You know, that, that's exactly where you, you make a mistake and give the other guy a hole. Luckily I didn't do that. I stayed, I stayed in the moment pretty well. Right. Okay, so so you, you win against Ricky, and now and, and now things are starting to probably go a little bit faster, right? Like all of a sudden you're just the you're the D three guy that's in the quarterfinals. So yeah, you, you you know you you make the last putt, you shake Ricky's hand, and walk, kind of tell us what happens after that. <laughs> just a uh, long, uh, not much. If I'm being honest, it was just get back to the get back to the house and just sleep. Yeah. I mean, it's those long days are so mentally draining. It's, it, it didn't even feel like I had like time to like comprehend a whole lot. We didn't sit around for too long after that round yeah. and we just went back and I just wanted to, I just wanted to go back and sleep. I mean, I don't know. You're, you're just so tired. It just mentally drained more than anything. Right. But, and that's good. Okay. So we move on to the quarters and now everybody's paying attention. Now, you know, everybody's paying attention because mm-hmm. There's only four matches out there, <laughs> yeah. and you're up against Ben Carr, a kid from from uh, Georgia Southern. And man, you were in looked like you were in good shape, but then all of a sudden looked like the swing kind of left or back was hurting. It, it, tell us a little bit about kind of what what kind of went on there. Yeah, so um, I think he birdied one. Yep. He made a he made a 35 footer to have too with par. And then I birdied three, and then I just I didn't play great like like four, four through seven there I yeah. want to say I just 
I, I really felt like I gave him a lot of holes, like made a lot of bogeys and he didn't have to like do too much to like get that three up lead through eight yeah. or through seven or whatever he had. He made birdie on four. He made par on six. He made birdie on seven. His, he his, birdie on, his birdie on four was because I was in my pocket. I mean, he made par, but yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. He, I mean, he had stiff on seven. He had it. He had it. Yeah, he birdied nine. That's a, right. a hell of a birdie. I mean, that's that's a hard hole. But so you know, it, it, you're, you're four. You're four down going into the back, and I, I, you keep telling me the back nine is hard. But then you pretty much went had four, pretty did pretty good on the on the back again. You yeah. win ten, lose eleven, mm-hmm. then win twelve, t- have thirteen. Sorry, I don't do the tide thing. I, I'm still old school enough. I, I still talk about halves and dormy and the old rules. So that's, to, how I, that's how I use. See, exactly. Mo- all us real golfers were like, no, no, no. There was nothing wrong with that. I don't need to dumb it down. Halved in all squares. You don't say tide, I don't think. <laughs> yeah, right. So you then, but then you win 14 and 15, and now you're back in it. Yeah. Um, you know, the last thing I was going to do is just hand it to him. And that that's that's really what I cared about. But yeah, you know, I won. I won ten. Felt like I was in good shape. You know, for being three down, as as good of a shape as I can be in. Felt like Absolutely. I was on my side, and then make a dumb mistake on eleven. Just put yeah. the ball short sided at that golf course, and you're kind of dead. Um, and then I hit the best shot of the day on twelve. Felt like I was getting back into it. Good drive on thirteen, and then uh, I made a little mistake, and you know, my back had been bothering me all week at that yeah. point. Um. And I, I, I related my... to that swing on 14, by the way, Alex. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Um, by the way, you won the hole. The, I won, I won 14. I don't know how I like, <laughs> if you looked at our two tee shots and went, yeah, I'm going to win that hole. Like, you, you know what, I, Alex, you wouldn't have put I, any I money. That I that that's a D three guy who knows how to get it in the hole. Like, yeah, I don't care. Just get out of my way. I'm going to make par or bogey. It doesn't really matter. I'm not making double. Right. Yeah. The yeah, last thing coach I was, gonna... was really proud of that hole. I was proud of that hole. Yeah. I can tell you that. And I, well, you know, I, coaches, I hope... coaches like just make bogey. Bogeys are fine. Oh, yeah. Right. I didn't look at par. I mean, I missed a six footer for par. And yes, I know. I was um... watching and, and, and screaming at the TV. <laughs> no! Come on! I missed the same putt and uh, against Ding, almost, like literally the same, like seven, six, seven feet from just beyond the hole. Missed yeah. it on the high side. Uh, yeah. But yeah, that's the thing. Like that's match play. You know, you're never out of it. You're never out of a hole until you know putts conceded or they make the putt or whatever. So can we talk then, about the one that hit the stick now? Oh, that was too pacey. <laughs> you know, people say that like, yeah, that people. Oh, it should have gone in. I was, I was like, oh my god, thank God it hit the stick. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, like people tell me, like, man, like, why didn't that puck go in? I was like, you know, the USGA uses specific flag sticks to stop those kind of shots from coming in. <laughs> I, I was just happy it hit the hole because I yeah. hit that way too hard. Um, yeah, I I don't know. That wasn't that wasn't the best lag putt. It turned out yeah. good. but Well, my man, losing in the quarters to Ben Carr, uh, not, uh, not too shabby. I was rooting really, really hard for you, but mostly because I just wanted you to get invited to Augusta so I could request a <laughs> media credential as well there's a d3 guy in, in augusta I, i'm a division this is i cover this this is what i need to do so uh, unfortunately you dashed my hopes and dreams there alex but uh i'm sorry but i was that. super proud of you man um we there's a lot of people talking about it and you represented the the entire division of uh golf exceptionally well so we really appreciate it yeah thank you
Um, so uh, getting ready for, for senior year, when, when's the, when, when you guys, te- when are you teeing it up the next? And uh, we'll make sure we'll be talking about you on the podcast for a while, probably all season long. We'll be bringing you up. And we're, uh, we're going down to, to Greensboro. I don't know exact schedule, but we're going down to Greensboro on like the 25th, okay. uh, 25th, 26th or something like that. And then the national championship preview. Yeah. Um, super excited for that. And, um, yeah. Wait then, till you, have, have you, have you been there before? Never have. Okay. So. Um, it's great. Um, I was there the last time Transy hosted nationals and it, it's where they host the Barbasol PGA tour mm-hmm. course. It's got everything you're going to want. And, uh, it, it'll, you guys, you, you'll play exceptionally well though. You will like that golf course. Cause if you yeah. liked what you saw in New Jersey, this one's going to live up to that. So, yeah, that's what I've heard. I, that's probably what I'm most excited for out of this year. And then yeah. tournament down in Destin and then the golf week there. And then, yeah. uh, Greensboro again for the Cardinal. Yeah. Well, ooh, my, my favorites, the Cardinal. Day. Well, Alex, uh, look, Thanks for coming on the podcast. Just super awesome summer, man. You gave us all a big throw. We're so excited for you. Good luck this senior year. We'll be checking in, um, you know, and then uh, we'll, we'll get you some swag here soon. All right. <laughs> all right. Thank you. All right. All right. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Thanks, Alex. Bye. <laughs>